looking out for number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101, California, here we come, right back where we started from, California. Welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera for the early aughts, the OC, introducing your host, Mike Gravano. Thank you. Thank you. With me, as always, is Ryan T- Atwood. So who is this person that you've hired, let's say, to keep the bit going? It's Producer Dave. Oh, that's Producer Dave. That's Producer Dave. Uh, he, uh, odd voice, he has. Yes. Mm-hmm. Odd voice, he has. He's gotten really into George Reeves Superman. Wait, George, George Reeves Honda Superstore? Is that what George you Reeves Honda <clears throat> Superstore. That's a local commercial if you live in the OC, which is what we're talking about. So I think it's totally appropriate. Do you know that one billboard? If we're going to do this, we're going to do this. There's that one billboard on Beach Boulevard uh, on the 405 that has been the same Honda store. And it's a guy and a girl cartoon versions of them. Every three months changes the cartoon, but it's been the same two individuals for decades. It's fucking frightening. I do not know what you're talking about. Are they fucking? They, almost all of the time. But they keep changing it up. Are they our version of, I think, I don't think it's Volkswagen. I think it's, is it AMPM? Some commercial, I think mostly on Hulu, where it's just this couple that hates each other that's like on this road trip in this van. Oh, yeah. Gene and Gene, but they're spelled differently. Right. Uh, That is a fucking weird. It's somebody like heard it's okay to make fun of hipsters 10 years ago and went, I could do that and then never put in jokes. I thought that my number one most hopeful divorce of my life was my parents until I met Gene and Gene. It. I think it's supposed to be funny, but it does really highlight different friends we have and why they should be out of relationships. I think it's also a little one-sided. I'm not going to say that uh, in you know all of pop culture and entertainment that men are treated like clowns and don't get the respect that men deserve, but uh, Gene seems like a pretty awesome, cool partner, and Gene feels like a fucking dipshit idiot and no one could ever be with him. Okay, I, was gonna, I, was, I thought we were going to just keep playing the guessing game. Gene, yeah, Gene keeps fucking everything up. And Gene's just like, I just, how about that map's not upside down, asshole? Yeah, like, are you are you purposefully doing this because you think it's funny? Or is there something wrong with you? Life's a bit, never quit. Even if you're on a road trip. I feel like road trips, more than any other thing, should have some uh, time off bits. There's clear rule, And I know you're like, wait, road trips are boring. Maybe I should turn on the bit machine. But sometimes there's certain things that bits only make it worse. Is that our motel? Did you make the reservation? Is the map right side up? Did you put a kilo of Coke in the car? Why did you flip off that car when you know you have a kilo of Coke in the car? There's things you don't bit. I agree. Good. Also, don't buy a Volkswagen van as a bit. Yeah. that's. I, I think he sunk his entire family life, sa- life savings into well, that. The reason they're on the road for so goddamn long is they don't have a home. And if you stay in the town long enough with that van, the town runs you out. Mm. So they just have to keep on trucking. Don't, like, all life savings should be like a two-key submarine missile situation where both people have to turn at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, we're all going to run into the situation where our partner throws it all away for some dumb bullshit. I I do think that I, I love independence. I think our generation is generally kicking ass at what marriage can be, and we're changing it, and there's no more roles. But I do think there's no more – we're not getting better at communication. So all we go is, okay, so it's no longer the traditional man does everything, wife stays at home, and everyone's like, I'm independent. My money is my money. But you still got to talk, fuckers. You still got to figure out what you're going to do with your own money together. It's my money, and I want it now. Is that it's a local m- commercial? Or- yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that with the audience? Veruca Salt is in every single commercial in Orange County. She's the original Noopsie. Of course she is. Wait, her, the band or the Willy Wonka? Well, tourist? the little girl who based her name and personality off of the band. Uh huh. There, you love them, right? I, I mean, I was born when I was born. That's like a fun fact about Ryan. They're is, the Elastica of our generation, I would say. What is their big song? Veruca Salt's big song is, I think, Seether. The shitty band. That would do songs with Nickelback? Can't fight the seether. I wish we could. They suck. Not Veruca Salt. Seether. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say something about Veruca Salt. I would never. And then my uh, favorite girl rock band slash rap group was uh, Veruca Salt and Peppa featuring Spinderella. 
I would go to that tour so quickly. That's a good tour. That nobody hates that tour. What do you, what do you want a tour? That's a good tour. That's your you, goddamn you, you found tour. A tour. Good and job. More and more, it's a very new thing of rap artists and pop punk artists together. So they'd be fucking. That's so much cooler than Wiz Khalifa and Fall Out Boy. Well, it's not a new thing. It's 1999 all over again. This is yes. all of the. Wait, what year is it? Rap rock, rap rock. No, but not together. That's when you make it bad. In this tour, it's here's the time for rap. Here's the time for rock. All I want is Baruka Salt and Salt and Pepper to go on tour, which they are. We've already featuring decided. Spinderella, featuring Spinderella, and just do covers of Offspring songs based on Beatles songs. Yes, it's just over and over and over again. Uh huh. It's 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 a Dadaist experiment. Da 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 da. Yeah, you got it. Do you know what we're talking about tonight, Ryan? A different kind of Dadaist experiment because I don't know what that means. Is oh, episode two one two, aka the Lonely Hearts Club of the OC. Do you want to know what's going down? Fine. Tonight on the OC, it's Valentine's Day, and Sandy and Kirsten's conflict about Rebecca continues. Ryan tries to make peace with Caleb in order to spend some time with Lindsay. Meanwhile, Seth, Zach, and Summer head to San Diego and hope to make their comic book happen. And Julie comes back from Paris. Do you know what the 212 is? What's the 212? Is that New York's area code? It is New York's area code. (laughs) Well, this has nothing to do with New York. Everything to do with the OC, all that and more on tonight, the OCD. Ryan, please set the breakfast table for the Lonely Hearts Club. Okay, so first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, plates all the way around and then napkins. Sure. Then it's, it's confusing to how much breakfast silverware you need because you need your cereal fork. That's for getting it out of the box. You need your cereal spoon. That's going to be bigger than you think, and it's not going to fit in your mouth. You need your grapefruit fork, okay, which grapefruit is essentially the size fork. of a pitchfork. So you can take the grapefruit and throw it away as hard just as you can. Huck it at your yeah. neighbor's head. And that's by your neighbor's head is just a giant pile of grapefruits that you thought you were going to eat and then chose not to, and now they're gone. And nothing is grosser than something that used to be firm and now is weirdly soft and caved in. Above- so says my wife. <laughs> Above the plate, I'm lining out. Six Capri Sun straws, because you know I'm breaking the first five. I don't know how to get a straw into a Capri Sun. So you like big turtles, but you hate fucking box turtles. The little Capri Sun straws are just for the tiny turtles. Exactly. I've got uh, my pudding spoon, but next to that is my pudding scrape the top spoon, Mm -hmm. because I don't go snack pack. I have old school, old fashioned, make the pudding at home, and there's just a layer of like scum on top. And I don't want the spoon that I use to scrape that off to no, touch the below pudding. you don't want that in your mouth. Yeah. The below pudding is good, even though it sounds like a, I don't know what it means, but it sounds freaky. And speaking of below, uh, then I have next to, on the other side of the plate, I have a big glass tray full of blow. That's my morning blow. Your morning blow. Right. You get your pudding below and then your morning blow. Right. And then you're ready for the day. And then next to me, next to each chair is a, uh, like a hamper full of uh, empty water balloons. Because when you're chewing your breakfast, you want to start filling those water balloons because you don't know what the day is going to bring you. Wait, like you have a sink and a hose right next to you also? Next to every chair at the breakfast table. Yes, have you never had breakfast before? Not at your house, apparently. Okay. I thought I had. And you want to fill them all up because most days are like a 10 water balloon day. Yeah. But it could be a 50. Don't be unprepared for that. sweet 50 water balloon days. Those are fun. I leave it up to all of my guests. Uh, if they're all going to be water, maybe one's OJ, maybe one's, one's urine. urine, and one's going to be urine. There's always one urine one. You never know what. Okay. Thank you for that. No problem. Now everybody knows what a breakfast should look like. This morning, breakfast at the Cohen house, it's hundreds of roses. It's a hundreds of bouquets of roses. I guess not a hundreds of bouquets. Dozens of bouquets equals hundreds of roses. How many makes a bouquet? How many flowers? I th- Whoa. Well, a dozen makes a dozen. Probably okay. a dozen. Okay. Three, I, four flowers is... There's no fucking Charlie Brown bouquets here. You need at least seven flowers to be a bouquet. This is a full-on Kanye uh, champagne glasses everywhere. Yes. Kenny G's in the empty room that he just has for some reason. Sort That's of Valentine's Day setup. Yes. Uh, and it's... Sandy is like very frantically setting this all up. And uh, it's the day before Valentine's Day. And Seth and Ryan are like... What's going on? And Sandy's like, well, what's happening on with your grandfather? Your, your mother needs this. But we know last night, last episode, Kirsten ran into Rebecca. Yeah, and we're assuming that Sandy is doing all of this because Kirsten told him that she ran into Rebecca. Sure. It turns out that's not the case. He just, it's his guilt I, yes. that is propelling him. I've, I've, 
I guess I've never had a ex who was a fugitive on the run for 20 years that I was then harboring inside my beach bungalow office that my wife didn't want me to buy anyway. Never once. But I have done some tricky shit and then also turned it up a few notches. No, honey. This time we're not going to Sizzler. We're going to Outback. Why? Who knows? Because I love you. And sure, all you did was take a big banner and write Outback on it and tape it to the Sizzler sign. You're not going to not go to Sizzler. Sizzler. The buffet is where it's at. Outback. Get a buffet, dude. What's wrong with you? You bring your own Bloomin' Onion in your pockets. You made it at home and you put it out. That's pocket onion. Why are you bringing out one giant bloomin' onion that we're all going to clearly eat when it could be all you can eat bloomin' onion? All you can eat bloomin' onion. A bouquet of bloomin' onions. Speaking of bloomin' onion, bloomin' onion, Rebecca Bloom, Rebecca bloomin' onion, this is what this episode is about. It's all about. So Sandy's freaking out. He's doing the roses. Uh, Seth does not want to go to San Diego. He's telling Sandy and Ryan, not really why, but he's like, I don't want to go to San Diego. And then him and Ryan go away from Sandy because I don't think Seth would ever utter the phrase nose humping in front of his father. I think you misunderstood what was going on. Seth's dad was making waffles for the group. And Seth said, I don't want Sandy's ego. Did you, were you confused by that? I guess I was. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why I'm here. I still am confused by that. Uh, Seth is telling Ryan why he doesn't want to go to San Diego to pitch Wildstorm, the comic book. Uh, that he, he he says Summer and I made out and Ryan's like oh shit like he drops all funny Ryan we've met and he's just like Are you, is everything okay and he's like well not made out we graze noses but the most sexually charged nose graze you that has ever happened in history it was more like nose humping the most gross phrase ever uttered you've never penetrated somebody else's nose with your nose I mean I have but I would I have the decency not to talk about it <laughs> right that is, you're being uh, ungentlemanly if you mention that in polite society. Uh, yes. And Ryan takes Seth's story and says, I'll raise you, uh, Bad Valentines. Lindsay and I are breaking up because of Caleb. And Seth says, so for your first Valentines together, you're getting Lindsay grandpa? Which is also the grossest phrase anybody's ever said. And then Kirsten does come down. And we're like, oh, she mad, she knows, and Sandy knows she knows. But he just smiles, just like, happy day before Valentine's Day. She takes the bouquet hanser and shoves it right into the garbage disposal and then leaves the room. Is that is that typical garbage disposal like capabilities? Or do they have like some sort of souped up rich OC people one? It was so quiet and so quick that that has to be souped. They've so many maids in the Cohen household have lost hands. On the show Better Things, um, they buy this toilet that you can flush anything with. And yeah. so you have no choice but to test it out. And mm-hmm. so they just start flushing everything in their house. Bowling ball. I feel like this is the garbage disposal of that. Yes. And I know roses aren't that tough, but my garbage disposal like will barely do anything to anything. This It destroys the roses. The best uh, like foot massage I've ever had is from your garbage disposal. It really doesn't chop up shit. Mm-hmm. It does cut all those corns and bunions off your feet, yeah, though. Yeah, my feet are gross. You need to take that leather strap and sharpen those blades up. But let me know, because I need my toes. Sometimes I'll see your feet, and I'll be like, hey, do you want a little foot with your corns and bunions? That's how many corns and bunions you and have. And now that's the grossest phrase that anybody has ever heard. But that is the perfect dinner at Sizzler. We call your feet bloomin' bunions. <laughs> So Kirsten tells Sandy that she knows what's up. And he said, uh, this isn't about the marriage. I'm trying to protect you. Client attorney privilege. And he said, throws that at phrase so much throughout their marriage. And the way that he does it is like, no, no. Try to protect you. See? Um, client attorney privilege. Yeah, that's the ticket. And other times she's like, I understand. And this time she's like, fuck that shit. This is about us and you know it. So then that's how they leave off. Everybody goes their separate ways. Ryan decides uh, he does miss Lindsay and goes over with us. He steals one of Sandy's a thousand roses and brings her a rose. And this is like, Lindsay only has flashes of personality. I think I'm turning real anti-Lindsay because she just doesn't do anything. Mm. Uh, Post her introduction, she was like at least a little smarmy towards Ryan. Well, she makes no... she's. She's not actionary. She's only reactionary, and that's a problem. And then I, there is this other thing where, like, you've got this Anabar, and if yeah. people don't pass the Anabar, that's going to be a big problem with you. I love you. going to the Anabar. Before we get to that, though, I want to go real quick to the breakfast table. Just before, um, we cut to Ryan and Seth's reaction to watching Kirsten shove the flowers down. Uh-huh. And it's probably like Seth quip, Ryan quip, Seth quip, or whatever. But they just saw 
I don't know if it's violence, but they just saw their parents not in a good place. How how often did you see that as a kid? We're both children of divorce. Yes. Different ages, though. How often did your parents just say, you know what? I usually like to protect the kids, but fuck that shit right now. I'm going to do something crazy. Can I be honest with you, Diane? Please. Nobody's listening. My original parents? Uh-huh. Uh, your OGP. I never knew them together. Mm. They are such different people that I can't imagine that they were together for the years they were. You're a my two dad person. I'm a my two dad. So did you see your mom and your second dad ever just like... And my dad and my second mom. Uh-huh. Yes. I think maybe my parents... They don't know how to podcast. Yeah. Maybe they should. They're not marriage people. Because yeah, it's. I saw versions of this. Uh, it's not Ryan's growing up situation, right? And it's not. It's not Marissa's growing up situation. But yeah, I this. I've seen versions of this, and it's not Ryan's growing up situation because of the rarity. Like I really do think that they've seen this probably like twice a year. Seth has probably seen this twice a year max. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's maybe a goose goose egg up that a little. That's a phrase. Uh, no, so not the way. How about you? Is this? Would you be like, "Yep, their mom destroys dad's gift again"? What's weird is that the closer that we got to the divorce, the less it happened. Mm-hmm. The more it just became business-like, straight up, and like quiet talks in the room of just like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> and we could all hear it, but it's because yeah. we would sneak under the bed and listen. Is that why you're so bad at the pop filter business meetings? Because <laughs> that's what you think business should be like. You motherfucker! <laughs> it's just a John Wayne versus the bad guy. <laughs> But um, before, like when it was far away from divorce, and it probably never was. It was probably always close to divorce since the day they got married. But when it was further away from the actual divorce, it would be like uh, six months of peace, mm-hmm. and then like my mom would um, crash just, her car through the living room, yeah, and just middle fingers out, <laughs> and just blowtorch everything, uh, or like jump kick a hole through the wall. Uh-huh. Or you know, my mom's crazy. <laughs> That was that was a real de-escalation from running a car through a house <laughs> or kick a wall. So yeah, the the boys look stunned-ish or just like, but they don't. It is a bold enough action that nobody they don't react. They just like back out of the room. Mike, they're jaded by a lifetime of MTV and caffeine. That's these goddamn Darias and Reddit Bulls are at that point surge colas. They have no idea how to react to anything anymore because of generations. This Generation X irony. I'm sick of it. Uh, so Ryan brings Lindsay a single rose and she goes from like, you're sending me mixed signals, which is a very direct thing to say. And then she goes, oh, you didn't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. You're such a girl. And I was like, yeah, Lindsay, give me fucking any bit of personality. Thank right. you very much. And a little, I would say, mint condition. Like, don't do that. Don't shit on girls by having that insult. Right. Um, but I love the single rose thing because it's where romantic and poor finally come together. Uh huh. In all other situations, you have to be rich to be romantic. But the single rose yes. has this romance to it, and you only have to buy the one. Unless you go to proflowers.com slash your pop filter. They have mattresses? Then it's okay to get that Lisa mattress and give your wife or girlfriend or significant other that for this Valentine's I've heard set. of leasing a car, but to lease a mattress? Yeah, you poor as hell. I'm sorry. I don't want to be classist here, but if you're leasing a mattress, look, you spend most of your life on the mattress, mm-hmm. just get a good one. Lisa Mattresses, Casper. Uh, Lindsay says, we can go out for Valentine's Day if you apologize to Caleb. And she says, it's not your fault, but you do have to do this. Is that bullshit? It, well, she says that he doesn't have to take responsibility, right? Uh-huh. But he had, isn't apologizing take responsibility? And Ryan and Lindsay, Ryan to a lesser extent, but Ryan and Lindsay have both seen this new life, Caleb. Like, the second chance, uh, go buy a goose, throw coins at a kid, mm-hmm. uh, New Scrooge. And so he he's leery of it, but I think that that's what he's thinking is like, you know what? I bet if I go and apologize, it won't be a fucking Comedy Central presents the roast of Ryan right. Atwood immediately when I do that. And then maybe I get to tonsil hockey tomorrow night. With Caleb? Do they say, yeah. Oh, just all those folds and jowls? Something's going to happen. And then let's shift... To all the table setting is still going on. Uh, Seth goes over the morning before San Diego trip. Uh, it's still the same morning. And Summer pretends everything's fine. Like, she is so brisk and brusque with him that he is just like... Her nostril has shrunk, shrunk back down to the regular size after his penetration. Yes. So you can't even tell that anything happened. Well, it's, self, it's self-cleaning, self-healing. Mm-hmm. It's just what nostrils are like. The nose is a miracle. Uh, 
And then she she's like, you seem weird. Are you nervous? I'm nervous too. I really care about this comic book. And I still, I love the supportive girlfriend because I've never seen that before in real life. Uh, why? What is, they, I just need them to define her role in all of this. So are you saying that she's a Lindsay? No, 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 no. She has personality. Oh, I you're mean, specifically in the, in the comic, comic book, book. What is her role? Because now it's the three musketeers pitching this comic book. Like you're gonna open up, you're gonna grab your issue of Action Comics, and it's gonna be an awesome cover. And it's gonna be like a, a hilarious letter from the creators. I think it's gonna be like one of those. Do you remember Danger Girl? Yeah. It's gonna be drawn like that. I think. And then you open it up, and right away there's an ad for um, Tea with Mussolini, the new Super Nintendo game, sure. based on the movie. And then you're going to look at that first page, and it's going to be like previously on Atomic County, nothing. Uh-huh. It's the first issue, moron. And then I go- would love that. That's hooking me in. It's going to list the credits. It's going to be, uh, say, like writer. Smiling Seth Cohen. <laughs> art. Uh, art and drawing and inking and coloring. And where is Summer's name on that first page? Yeah. So that's Seth's name. Then it's Glad Handing. Uh, Zach Attack, Zach, Zach. We don't know his last name still. And then Summer is here too. Inspired by? Story by? Maybe, but I don't know. Story by maybe, but I don't see her really developing act one, two, or three. No. She just keeps being like, I'm here too. Which, like, I actually get. If you're in high school and your boyfriend starts hanging with your ex-boyfriend a lot to work on a creative project, just be like, "I'm. this is mine too now. And she is half, I think she's at the point now where she half uh, wants the attention and half is a little nervous. Are they going to bang? Yeah. Oh, well, because sometimes when they look at each other, it looks like I've... I know that look is mm. all I'm saying. It looks like they're going to bang. Uh, but she does, when she says, I care about this comic, I believe her. I'm, ju- I'm still just like, why? Mm. But that's what everybody's going through. Also, Julie Cooper's back in town. When we come back, let's dig more into the comic book. Ryan, so Zach, Summer, and Seth are headed down San Diego Way on the 5 Freeway southbound. Uh, like... The problem is that San Diego, it, it, you just go south, right? If you mm-hmm. live in the OC Forever. or LA, you just go south. But I'm not sure. I don't want to get lost. Oh, Zach map quested it. He, so we're going to be fine. Zach, did you map quest this before? And you know, like, Zach is that person in the group. Like, Seth and Summer are going to do shit because they know Zach's going to be a map quest. Mm-hmm. And we is call this map quest Zach? This is the thing where you have your, you go on like AOL. And you go to mapquest.aol.com. Yes. And then you type it in, but then you have to print it out, right? Oh, yeah. So we're all like, the Thomas guide is stupid. That's just printed maps. Let's print out a map from the computer. Look, I love taking down the Thomas guide. They've had it fucking sitting on Easy Treat for too long. But I will say, MapQuest had do this, then do this, then do this. Thomas guide, you have to look at it and figure that out yourself. But wasn't that a fun adventure? Like, you were like a member of DuckTales. Fuck you and fuck the Thomas guide. And I hate to say it. Fuck the DuckTales. Okay, so if you had to pick, and I think I know your answer already, uh, it's between uh, the Thomas Guide, which is a uh, spiral-bound book of maps, or Thomas Brothers English Muffins. Which one are you going with? I'm a nook and cranny boy for life, motherfucker. Okay, that makes sense. Fuck Thomas's Guide. They should did, stick to breakfast. Did, like, was there a time of your driving life where you were reaching behind your seat to grab your Thomas Guide? Why? Yeah, because it was like till last year. I'm not a rich man. Thomas Guide and I have some problems. Well, anyway, Zach is also like, fuck Thomas Guide. Fuck Thomas Guide. I'm Matt Quester. I'm a Matt Quester. He's a cutting edge kid. Uh, So they're going, and Summer and Seth start being like, telling lovely stories. We did this a year ago. Isn't that hilarious? And... I, like it's it's very clear now. Last week we had Summer dressed as a superhero uh-huh. uh, for Seth to jizz all over, and now once again, one year later, they're driving to San Diego. But there's probably going to be a bit of a detour, right? Um, there's another thing that happens later um, that we'll get to. That like this is all just they are just repeating all of their yeah. bad habits. They're, but that feels very high school accurate, uh, and they're telling stories. And isn't it funny that like oh we went to that flea bag motel. And then there was that shitty bed, and we argued who would have it. And then Zach so innocently is like, so who won? They're like, what? He's like, who got the bed? And they're both like, uh. And then, saved by the editor, the scene just cuts. So we don't have to, like, nobody has to answer. In my head, Seth and Summer did not have to answer Zach because they know now we're watching a different storyline. But it's also like, is Zach an idiot? But he also does know they dated. So wouldn't he be like, and then you railed on the gross bed? If you said that to Zach, what would the response be? Oh, yeah, it, there was only the one bed, and, like, 
we shared it, even though we were mad, and then we just fucked our fucking brains fuck. out. And about just unbreaking eye contact with Zach, even though somebody's driving. It, is he like, yeah, cool, people have passed? Or is this the time where Zach says, fuck it, and then drives off a cliff? I, are they all afraid? Are they all afraid of walking on eggshells around Zach now? I don't know. So, it, the next time we see them, it is at Wildstorm offices. And Zach is like a minute-by-minute kind of guy. He's like, you're going to do this, and then I'll do this, and then you do, like... And the crazy thing is, this is supposed to be the freakout. We're supposed to be thinking, oh, man, Zach's all messed up, right. because he's going to be the one who freaks out the most. You know what I saw? I was like, that's how you run a fucking pitch. This kid is prepared. I, I only admired his stick to And so uh, everybody's like, Zach, calm down. And Summer goes to the bathroom or whatever, probably take like a fat, hot shit, and Zach sits down and says, like, man, Summer's so weird. It's like she has the OCD he on Apple Podcasts and yourpotfilter.com. Why did he say all that? He predicted this would happen. It's a real like Terminator uh, scenario because John Connor had to go back in time to make Eddie Furlong. You, if you look real closely in the background of that scene, uh, we both do the superhero landing in this bubble butt-ass naked, <laughs> and then we run around fighting time crime because <laughs> Seth, or Zach brought us back to that time. Just in the background of the rest of the episode, time <laughs> crime is fought. After he plugs a thing that would exist 13 years in the future, uh, he also lets Seth know that they'll be... He's like, oh, man, if Summer... Because I guess Seth keeps telling stories about Tijuana. He's like, oh, man, Summer's going to hate backpacking through Italy. Right. My and sister's me- getting married. She's my date. That's what Seth's doing. And then Zach's like, uh, man, it's like Summer has OCD. Anyway, what time is our appointment? And do you know how long it is? Because we, I think it's an hour. We have to talk <laughs> about superheroes for an hour or an hour... Uh, also, what is the movie of the year this year, do you think? <laughs> Zach is all over the place at this moment. And then the meeting gets pushed. And apparently in 2004, Wildstorm has the pull to not only push a meeting they had because their CEO of comics just got back from Japan, that they put these kids up in a hotel in San Diego. Well, they just went next door to the Wildstorm Hotel and Casino Resort. Ooh. And yeah, so they were just hanging out with uh, Grifter, Grifter and <laughs> the Youngbloods. Grifter is in Wildcats, by the way. Thank you. Did I tell you Youngblood last week? Man, yeah. I, I felt ashamed. You, you were so calm, and I apologize. I, I was calm in front of you and in front of our audience, but then I went home and had a real self-talking to. Yeah, uh, Youngblood was the guy with the bow and arrow, and the, the big guy who was made of rock, and he wasn't bedrock. He was bad rock, because he Man. was like uh, kind of bad. I get wanting to do your own thing, be like, fuck Marvel, fuck DC. But then to just create characters exactly uh-huh. like all of them, I don't know if you're doing what you think you're doing. You're being a real baby. All of you five creators who split off from Image. have hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> you're babies. You're baby millionaires. Should we pitch baby millionaires the comics? <laughs> so they get put up in this hotel room, and there's one bed. And for some reason, when it's the three of them in one room, Seth thinks it's the fucking funniest thing. And he's like, me and Zach are going to snuggle. Summer, you're on the floor. Uh, but then the minute they're like, no, you have your own room with a luxurious bed. He flips out. Do you think at this point Zach and Summer have talked about this? Or is Zach springing it on both of them? By the way, Seth, you're next door. Summer, you're with me. I wonder because they didn't make, even though Zach is the way Zach is, they didn't make this reservation. Wildstorm did. Wildstorm. So, And Zach does come in later. It's Seth and Summer. So maybe Zach... Every adult looks at the three of them and goes, so we're going to talk to Zach about important things. Of course, yes. So I guess Summer and Seth walk in the room, and then Zach and Wildstorm are talking about, like, and the weirdo sleeps right next to you in the other room. At the end of this episode, when finally Seth, I'm, I'm sorry, Summer and Zach get some alone time, Zach says, I said Summer and Zach, right? I, I have something to tell you. But then her phone rings. Uh-huh. Do we ever find out what Zach tells her? No. Okay. We. I know. I think I know what it is. What do you think it is? Do you want to say it at the same time? Yes. One, two, three. He hooked up with time. his old teacher. Okay. At the same time. I was going to say virgin. Oh, uh, but did he ever tell her he hooked up with his old teacher? No. There's not his teacher. Babysitter? Is that something that he needs to tell her? I don't think so. It was, they weren't really together when it happened. No matter what. But I've been told I'm a slime ball. You should, if you're a guy like Zach, or if, if you're a guy, you should ask Summer 
if she's cool with sharing a room before you just assume things. Right. But if you're dating Zach, I think he's okay. Like, I think you'll be fine, you know? With what? What are you saying? Like, you can stay in the same room, and if you don't want to do anything, he'll be like, yep, cool. I'm going to do push-ups on the floor until I fall asleep. Oh, gotcha. Yes. That's fine. And He's not a creepazoid. He's not a creepazoid, uh, even though he did kiss his old babysitter. Uh, but I, I actually do think it's when Summer's like, we're not a real thing, we're not a real thing, and then he felt very bad and told the boys he got drunk, met his old babysitter, and they kissed. Okay, so we'll talk about this next episode, but I'm saying that Zach was about to say that he's a virgin, right? and you're saying that Zach was about to say that he's Grifter from Wildcats. Yes. Everybody. I'm just convinced every. I haven't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be Grifter from Wildcats. Maybe it's Zach. It wasn't a fucking pile of rats running around with a red mask on. Like, somebody has to be Grifter. Do you think Grifter's a rat king? I hope so. It might be. Uh, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So they find out about the room. Seth freaks out. And then we smash cut to Summer, then Seth, then Zach on the bed watching some bad movie ended. And then Seth is like, we should watch Van Helsing. Everybody loves Van Helsing. Nobody no one right like uh, hugh jackman doesn't like van helsing uh but this is reminiscent of a time where anna and seth were trying to watch tv and summer was in the hotel bed interrupting it all it's all the same mike it's all the same it all connects the jfk assassination life is real cyclical and it's all one guy who jumped out of a theater and hid in a warehouse and did you know that JFK's middle name was Lincoln and Lincoln's middle name was John? Did you know that uh, when, after JFK was assassinated, there's pictures of a person running by uh, who just had like a red torn mask on? Where was Grifter that day? Where was Grifter? Where was the pile of rats that day? You never see them in all in the same room. Is JFK Grifter? You think that he faked his... So that was probably just a Rat King yes. that they shot, and then he put his Grifter mask on and ran away. And that's why the Rat King wants revenge. A phrase everybody says. Is is Rat King the sort of thing that is like, it goes down through the bloodline? It's not an elected position, right? To be the Rat King, you you must be the son of a former Rat King. Yeah, if you come at the Rat King, you best not miss. Because there's, a Rat King is like, at least 12 rats melded together. Mm -hmm. So, you, a Rat King begets a rat. Mm -hmm. And then, you are a Rat Prince. And you start to glue other rats to your body. As far as I know, rat kings are created because all their tails get tangled, which means that rats are roughly as careful with their tails as I am with my earbuds. Yes. And so... You're trying to create an android rat king. Should we not have earbuds around each other? Because then they're going to all get tangled up and become a earbud king? That's Skynet. Earbud king. <laughs> uh, I think we have to take a break. What? When we come back, we're going to talk about the actual pitch meeting at Wildstorm. Ryan... They get into the Wildstorm meeting, and Seth is drumming on everything the way I think you and I just do on a normal day. So this is post them... Van Helsinging. Being in a, uh, sleeping in her bedroom, and yes. Seth stayed up all night. His imagination went wild. Like right. The amount of fuck situations that Summer and Zach were in in Seth's brain yes. are insane. And he this, invented new positions in his head. And he also knows about the summer trip, and the summer trip... Zach actually noticed. There's a look where Zach notices Zach's response, the uh, Seth's response to the summer trip. Uh-huh. Zach's now realizing, like, oh, this is not cool. He's not being a big dumb dingus, right? And so Zach's a little protective when he says, "Yeah, I think that we'll actually be in this hotel room. You have the adjoining," and but probably not thinking that the meeting will go as poorly as it does. Oh, and it goes so poorly. So be- right before the meeting starts, Seth is downing. A coffee, and he's like, "There's no way there's three shots in this." And he look, it lo- looks like Adam Brody went method. He has the fattest bags under his eyes. You ever notice that method sounds like meth head? It's and all the same. He looks like a meth head. Actors are always doing meth. Yeah, anytime somebody's, I went method. Oh, you smoked some fucking right. meth. That's all that means. Because it's never. I was super healthy about something. Is smoking meth the most healthy way to do it, or is it snorting? No, it's it's smoking. Is it intravenous? You have more lungs than you do nose. Uh-huh. That's plus, just science. Plus, Seth needs that nose for future Punching? nose penetration. Oh, yeah. You know what Seth's into, so you got to fuck over those lungs. Uh, I do. There's... I'm going to say it's just like similarities. Not that I got this from the OC, but the they're like, Seth, did you sleep at all? He's like, I got a solid 15 minutes. Like, he drums and talks in a way that I'm like, oh, my... That... I know we talk about how we're Seth-like at times, but that freaked me out. Because that's very Mike reminiscent? Yes, a solid 15 
minutes. Well, it's uh, it's a couple of things. One, um, you live your life in such a way where everything is a song. In your head, it's like Snow White, every, everything's singing, there's cartoon birds. All the birds. To us, you look like a fucking crackhead. Yeah, it does explain. I've never seen it, so it does explain a lot of people's reactions to I should me. probably start filming it. Anytime I grocery shop, it's a goddamn song. Give me those kicks. Give me those kicks. I'm going to kick them across the grocery aisle. They're asking for it. It's it their says fucking right there, name. kicks. Give me those tricks. Give me those tricks. I'm going to spend some money for sexual favors. They're asking for it. So you pay someone at the grocery store. I pay the cereal. You pay. You put I, it in the I box. Put and Put a dollar in the it. box and then fuck. Put a dollar in the box and fuck it. I don't. I'm not sure what you understand less. Whether it's hiring a hooker or sex in general or the weird messages that cereal gives you. I understand those. <laughs> I understand those real good. I think that's the problem. Uh, so Seth's freaking out. Uh, is just blowing through Zach's very well planned. Who has what? job which is proving your point from before zach was not having a meltdown zach was preparing have you ever tried it like a a school presentation or or anything if there's more than one person you do have to have a conversation of who does what Mm. or else you talk over each other and spin in circles even if somebody isn't freaking out you need to have an alpha and that alpha is allowed to do bits that's alpha bits that's a different cereal that you would probably put your penis in that's how i learned the cereal no oh not gross (laughs) okay is that incestual or it's apple jacks not alpha bats uh Seth starts doing his his character arcs, and then he he's just screaming names and powers at the Wildstorm guy, and the guy's like, oh, like the guy visibly like wheels his chair back a little, and then he goes, and there's a love story, and nobody in the room is like, yes, please tell us more, and then he's just like hovering and drooling on top of Summer while talking about the Ironist and Little Miss Vixen. Is that her name? Which I believe are the characters based on Seth and Summer. Yes, and then Zach definitely understands what's happening. The dude looks at his watch, though. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because I know you and I grew up on the X-Men and Spider-Man, and what makes those comics great is the relationships. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, I think it's on them. I mean, it's on Seth. But to a lesser extent, it's on them for just saying, of course there's no romance in this book. Right. What they, were you guys planning? Yes, and yeah, what the fuck is this book about? And But the guy also looks super not into romance. So is this why Wildstorm's not popular still? They don't know how to make good fucking books? I think there's another thing, too, going on. Uh, When the guy finally leaves after Seth's diatribe, he says, why don't you guys uh, give me a call when you get your shit together? And you fucking graduate high school. Yeah, oh, that, he, he, like, counted the ellipses, dot, 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 after high school. Which is, I think, to them, and really to anybody, the most insulting part. But I was thinking, is he mad at himself? The is dude, the, yeah, is the flew from Japan for this meeting. Is the reason? Is that why his arms are so tired? Yep. Uh, is the reason for him meeting them and not another comic book troupe uh, because they were from high school? Was he thinking that I can sell more books because this is sort of like a, speaking to the youth? Yeah, this is. Uh, we're gonna uh, like promote the fact that this is by high mm-hmm. school kids. I also for call high school kids. horse shit. I think he would meet with them again because like Zach talked their way in there. Uh, and they do have this plan. I, I just don't think Wildstorm is doing so well in 04 that this guy, I, more than anything, he'd be like, I could use the shit out of these kids and get whatever the fuck I want that while making way more money than them. I think it's also hard to watch that guy. Uh, I don't remember his name. He showed up in a lot of stuff back then, right? Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. You would, rec- But I think that the problem is that he looks like a, uh, like the version of T.J. Miller long before he ate a bunch of things. And I think that's just irritating to watch this T.J. Miller-like person. Corduroy jacket, but you're not teaching professor? You're not a English professor for college? Corduroy jacket, but also the elbows are also corduroy? Yes. No, get and some jeans. elbow pads or don't wear it at all. Yo, yo, what the fuck are we doing? What's happening with those elbows? They're just raw, rough shot over everything? What I like to do is have a corduroy jacket, but then have the elbow pads made of teddy bear. So mm. I got like a corduroy on corduroy sort of thing going on. I, I like that mm-hmm. a lot. What I like to do is uh, a blazer and then just get hockey elbow pads. Mm-hmm. And then when I order a champagne from the maitre d', I double tap my elbow and knock the tray out of his hand and spill the champagne right into my mouth. First of all, all on you. The maitre d' is not for you to order from. Like That's a different job. 
No, but I'm showing how powerful I am by not knowing how restaurants work. And you know the maitre d' is a professional because he has no choice but to say, he did double tap his elbows. There's nothing I can do. It's like you stop a double tap. It's reading the Miranda rights, basically. Yes. I think that means that you can go around and if you say the Miranda rights to anybody, you can then now arrest them. That's citizen's arrest, mofos. Uh, So after that, they're back in the hotel room. Wildstorm has graciously let them stay still. And Seth... They're going to drive back and says, like, you know what? I'm going to take the bus, uh, which is insane. I would just pout in the backseat if I was Seth. And this is uh, Zach is the teddy bear made of corduroy. He's only nice. He's so dumb. But he goes, yup. Yeah. Like that. I respected Zach a lot for that. But then. But wait, there is more. Zach says, yep. And you can tell that he's pissed. And he's so pissed that, like, he thinks it's appropriate for somebody to take the fucking bus. The uh-huh. lowest form of transportation. You might as well ride the rails, bud. Yes. Just like stick your thumb out while you're sprinting and hopping onto a fucking boxcar. And you said that's all understandable. But the next part I have some questions about. Ask me those questions and he I'll tell na- you some lies. He now knows exactly how Seth feels. He has been uh, watching Seth react to everything all weekend. And then he says, in a very unzack like fashion, you know, Summer, Seth's leaving. But just before he leaves, why don't I suggest that we spend uh, Valentine's Day here in the hotel? Do you think that would be good, Summer? Oh, Seth, you're still here. Did you hear my plan? Well, we've said that Zach is the new Luke, and isn't he so great? But Zach is still a water polo player. And a I'm human just, being. I bet, yeah, and a human being. But I bet he his cruel streak he just grew out of a few years ago. But it's in there. And I don't know, man. Well, like, Luke is. Luke's instinct is cruel. Right. Zach, that, but that doesn't like, and then when you look at Zach, that doesn't mean that he also can touch that. I, I think it was on purpose because like Zach has been a goddamn saint to everybody in this new crew, and to take Seth in after everything Seth did in the beginning of Summer and Zach, I would also probably verbally punch this guy in the kidneys like that. Because we could we could look at what Seth did in the pitch meeting as one of his like overt, big, flamboyant, like stand I on love the you. table. I stand declare, the, yeah. I, guess, I do declare. I guess you could call it that, but that's uh, that would be like the fourth time, and there was th- there was three other ones in the very first week of their relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's s- nothing to summer. But it's Seth also- can't look at a table that he doesn't want to climb on and scream shit. Zach is double mad now. He's mad that Seth wants to and is apparently trying to fuck Summer, and that he ruined. They are high school kids and about to have a comic book. He ruined two things right here. Zach should be furious. Summer should be furious. She's a little too understanding. And there's yet another thing. We have Kachina. We have the Ironist. We have Little Miss Vixen. And we have Cosmo Girl. That's what Marissa's name. But there's no Zach. And there's no Zach. And no one even brought up. No one even had, like... The due diligence to say, well, we would, Zach, but you're a fucking boring Labrador. Yeah, what would your power be? Hair. Sweet boy. (laughs) Just a little sweet boy. So he's so that's triple mad right there. Triple mad. Just triple mad glad. Uh so Seth buses away and then they are on the bed. They let him drive the bus, which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. They I mean, like Seth, you look sad. <laughs> Why don't you take a spin, little guy? Uh Summer seems down to clown. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, Well, we're here. It's Valentine's Day. Uh and Zach says, uh, I do need to tell you something. And then S- Seth calls, and Summer does not pick up. Wait, I'm sorry. Summer does not answer the phone and say, oh, you want to say bye? Let me leave the relationship that I'm in to go say bye to the person that I should not be with? I feel like that's sort of like how the OC characters work. No, I think Summer's making the only healthy, mature decision you could make. Like an adult-like Who decision would? to say. You'd have to be a real dumb fuck. I mean, like, you would have to have literally zero wisdom. When, to do when, anything that other than what Summer when did. When your relationship is hanging by a thread, you'd have to, sp- oh man, you'd have to not treasure your entire life. You pick up your phone, you flip it, you unflip it, and you put it back on the dresser. And say, no, like I said before, I'm here for you. And that's, I guess, the ballad of the comics crew for now. Does Atomic County, is this the death of it? For In the history of the show? Yeah. No, I do think it'll come back. Yes. I want to know what happens with Kachino. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's turn our attention towards Ryan, Lindsay, and Kalab. Ryan, Caleb is a little mopey because he just had a heart attack. 
and he's being very Caleb. And he's like, I don't have to get wheeled out of the hospital, but is loving it. He only says that, so everybody's like, no, you got to. I'll get the car. What is the over-under uh, on amount of combined heart attacks the two of us will have before we die? Five and a half. I'm taking the over. More than five and a half. Yeah. How many do At you the think rate you've that had you so eat far? eggs? They're good for you right now. Okay, right now. The minute I hear they're good for you, it's all I eat. The minute I hear they're bad. They are good for you. It's all I eat. Three dozen a day is not good for you. No, they said it's good for you. Okay, so three dozen. And I know you hate eggs because you hate breakfast. Mm. Well, I like eggs on a burger. You're like Carolyn Myers from Killing Eve. How dare you? Who's that? She's the MI6 director, and they meet for breakfast, and Eve says, are you going to order anything? She's like, no, I hate breakfast. It's all eggs. Who decided it's all eggs? Hold on. I thought the MI6 director was... Q? The guy who directed Mission Impossible 6. I don't remember who it was. Oh, uh, the guy who wrote Usual Suspects? Christopher McQuarrie. Wait, hold on. Start over? <laughs> You're like, Carolyn Meyer. Who's that? The MI6 director. I thought the MI6 director was Christopher McQuarrie. Oh! Nailed it. Whew! What are we talking about? Who knows? I'm normally really good at that. You're loud slurping? <laughs> well, I loud slurps to try to remember, because Seth slurps so loud in this fucking show. Podcast rule number one. How about don't bring a uh, bowl, a full bowl of hot soup to your mouth while we're in the middle of a show? But it's tomato. You just chugged clam chowder, and I hate to tell the audience this. I hate to pull back the curtain, but it was red. It was Manhattan. You can't even fucking eat New England clam chowder in public. Fuck New England. Don't. Okay, fine. That is true. But. Clam chowder-wise, Manhattan is half New England clam chowder, half Manhattan the cocktail. Uh, that's yes, what you want to eat as a soup? That's amazing. You know I love that. It's my podcast meal. It's what juices me up. I thought we would get a little bit into ASMR. Caleb's in a wheelchair. Caleb's in a wheelchair, picking out corn with somebody I know. Uh, he's bitching. He's mopey. And... Lindsay People start calling him Wheels. Like that's yeah, how long he's been in the wheelchair. He does not like that. Uh, he does not like nicknames. He, Lindsay gives him a Mad Libs, mm-hmm. which is how almost how he says it. Uh, and what he says is, "Hopefully, I'll be around long enough for you to teach me." And I feel like even Lindsay and Kirsten like make eye contact and roll their eyes hard. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't guess that Caleb doesn't know how to play Mad or does know how to play Mad Libs. Like that's probably not on his to do list mm-hmm. for every day. But not minutes later, he says, oh, well, hopefully Ryan can come over and knows how to like use an adverb, which means he does know how yes. to play Mad Libs. That was milking for emotion. But he only says that because I guess Lindsay goes to get the car only so Kirsten and Caleb can have a moment. And she's like, hey, dad, I know you just had a heart attack. Fucking make things right with Ryan. You're again. I know I have to say this every week. You're the adult here. Make it right. And she says, uh, you're the adult, which means I'm not. And so that means that if you continue with this heart attack, I'll continue with my fart attack. And she has that threatening, like, step forward look. And he's like, okay, I don't want a fart attack. Nobody wants a fart attack. But sometimes you got to open your mouth and accept it. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) Hmm? No, we should move on with the show. So you can't just close your mouth and let it go away? Like, is that the whole point of a fart attack is that the, the victim here... Has to open their mouth and take it all? That's part. Of, that's the attack part of it. Otherwise, it's just farting. But a fart attack is you open that mouth wide. Well, I also think that it's important that Kirsten has not farted in 12 years. So no. her fart attack is going to be... Uh, and he knows it. He fucking... He works with her. He knows she doesn't fart. He keeps his fart journal. If you're at work, you fart. That's just fucking human law. So Ryan has decided he's going to suck it up and... Th- say sorry to Caleb. And Caleb has told Kiki he's going to make things right. Yeah, and then go like said to Lindsay, like, you know, why don't you tell Lindsay Ryan to come him. over? And Lindsay's like, fuck yeah, there's no way. Lindsay just high-fives everybody in the fucking room at that point. There's no way that he's going to turn this into a Ryan roast. Because Lindsay still... A moron. ...doesn't really know Cal. And, by the way, before we start like jumping on Lindsay, okay, as much as you did in a, like previous segments, she's the creator of both the Yama Claws and the Freudian Slippers. That's true. But, but I do feel like now that she has this Caleb shit, that's the show's like, oh no personality then. 
Like they they're undercutting what they created with her. Do you think it was weird when she was pushing out his wheelchair, Caleb, to the hospital door? She was just like singing to him, like California. I loved that. That was my favorite part of it. She's a good singer. It's a little meta. I didn't realize Lindsay was the OC's Deadpool. <laughs> uh so Ryan apologizes, and Caleb's apparently Caleb has a billiards room. Yes. Uh, which makes sense when you think about it. Well, it does make sense because what are we dealing with? We're dealing with the kid from the pool room and the guy from the pool room. Oh, see, that's what we're doing here. That makes cow's leather cuff make a lot more sense. (laughs) Uh, Ryan says, sorry. And Caleb goes, good. And a thank you, Mm -hmm. which is not what normally you respond with when somebody says sorry. Although, I gotta say, I hate defending Caleb. Don't you do it. And uh, going against Ryan. But he says, I'm sorry. If. And that I have learned through all of my years of marriage and friendship yes. that that is not actually an effective sorry. You feel like that you're getting it off your chest. But and Ryan doesn't have anything to apologize for. Right. I understand. Ryan's that. sixteen and did not cause a heart attack. Did not cause the heart attack. But or a fart attack. I just want to tell everybody out there that you have to say I'm sorry and stop. Yeah. I'm sorry if your face got broken by my hand is not an apology. Worse than if is I'm sorry that you felt or right. that you interpreted or that you. Oh no. I'm sorry that you're a little bitch who needs apologies. I'm idiot. sorry that. We're going to fight right now because I can't apologize for things. Also, JK, not sorry. Punch. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but then Caleb said, and Ryan's like, I thank you for what? And Caleb was like, eating our food, dating, dating our, our children. children. <laughs> and he goes, that pool hall- house. But like, Kirsten is the VP. She makes her own money. But Caleb suddenly takes credit for fucking everything that's happened in Ryan's life. For your mom leaving you. For your dad beating you. But and right away, I mean, like he gets into it and he says all the things that make Ryan mad. But right away, he's like, Ryan's like, I'm sorry if I had anything to do with your heart attack. And Caleb's like, Wow, I didn't know you could put that many words together, right. you fucking caveman idiot. That that's such a weird thing. Uh, he I doesn't miss a beat. He I can't don't not. like this guy. Why he doesn't talk that much? <laughs> so you don't know that guy. And maybe this is a chip on my personal shoulder that I've dealt with in my life. Sure. Look, I'm a chatty motherfucker. If I'm not talking that much. What, have you heard stories that I talk that much? And you're mad that you don't get to hear it? Uh, Caleb looks so proud when Ryan Ryan goes, he looks at him and goes, this isn't worth it. But what that means, the whole reason Ryan was doing this is so he could still date Lindsay and have a date with her on Valentine's. So Ryan's saying, nope. <laughs> he did go, he did try, it did not work. And he says, well, there's always next year. Windmill high fives uh, Lindsay and then walks away. Lights a cigarette and flicks it behind him. Whole house explodes. Does not flinch. And then he th- takes some time. Mm-hmm. He hurries up. The choice was his. He, he heard peed enough. in a cup. He, he peed in the cup. He does still, I mean, he did steal that car. He does have parole. They don't talk about it a lot. It's just weird cutaways sometimes. Uh, he shows back up and he plays pool for Lindsay's hand in dating. Right, so this is confusing. Um, he has decided that we are being too progressive, and we're going to take it back to old school, macho, win the hand of the girl. I think it's, he's trying to speak Caleb's language. Right. I don't think Ryan thinks, now I own Lindsay. As opposed to bring Caleb down to his level? Right. Because that's what I would think if I was Caleb. What Ryan doesn't expect, though, and he should, but he's kind of a moron, is that uh, Ryan? I think they tie, or like I think that it's very close, right? Well, it's, they they decided to play seven games, and you told me for good people that's not nineteen and a half hours, right? If you and I were to play pool, it would take probably ninety minutes, unless one of us puts the uh, eight ball directly in the hole immediately. That's my first move every time. Okay, good. That's I'm very good. Then we can play best of seven, and I will win quickly. Um, they are good at putting balls in holes until the very last minute, where it really does seem like they're bad at billiards. Mm-hmm. They, the only game we see. They're trying the to psych each other out. We well, yeah. Well, they start talking. Uh, <laughs> and what what the fuck does Caleb say? He's just getting in his head. Because uh, well, well, Caleb has like four balls left on the felt. Mm-hmm. And Ryan just has the eight ball. And Caleb's just like whispering things at him. Uh, trying to get his head. But Ryan's just like plays it cool. And then gets it in. And Caleb says, the last thing he says before Ryan shoots is like, well, she's going to choose her father. And Ryan's 
does Caleb really think 16 years? It's been a week of them being okay, him and Lindsay. He thinks 16 years can be wiped away because of one week. I think, going back to the last episode, I think that Caleb just treats people in a certain way and expects it to work. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan messes up, Caleb messes up, eventually Ryan wins. And (sighs) then Caleb immediately does that thing we all love. That thing that was happening at the uh, at lunchtime on every middle school mm-hmm. playground, which is, oh, just so you know, this, is, this doesn't count at all. Yeah, he goes, in real life, it takes more than a few games. Oh, that's just somebody who was so confident they would win and then didn't win. Oh, I wanted him to give him another heart attack. But it's important to, like, this is where we see Ryan um, grab his jacket and leave the room without speaking. Mm-hmm. Or he uh, opens the door and says, hey, Lindsay, come back. Yeah. And does not punch him. And does not argue like, no, you said that I would win. And that action alone is all you need to do to deflate the bully, to make Pennywise tiny, and make him disappear. That's not all. The the double what you need to do is uh, Caleb is like, well, your date is on me. Here's some money. And then Ryan goes, no, 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 no. You guys should spend some time together. We don't have to hang out. And Caleb's like, but it's Valentine's Day. Ryan's like, that's fine. And Caleb doesn't know what to do with that. Because he thought he would win by letting Ryan think he'd win. But Ryan is the fucking bigger man. Is it too much to say that Ryan is better than half of the country? Because this is exactly how your president, you voted for him, I voted for Hillary, works. Um, he just says, well, it doesn't count. What, what I said doesn't count because that's not how it works. And everybody's like, oh, okay. I yeah. guess it's right. No, and, yes, Ryan is better than half and, the country. Instead of saying, fuck this guy. I'm not even going to say fuck this guy to this person. I'm going to walk away so he can think about well fuck me also if we want to pick nits ryan is better than less than half the country because hillary won yeah, that is true not thanks to you uh and you being the listeners no i voted for obama <laughs> right in right in he was the best uh that is all the time we have tonight on this show on this show oh my god there's so much more to get to uh I want to say thank you to the Holophonics for all the music. But before we get out of here, Ryan, tease what we're talking about next week. Oh, God. Next week, I think we're doing like everybody, like Sandy and Rebecca. Uh huh. And Alex and Marissa get stuck in a mall. They all get stuck and in they a have mall. To, like, be and it's in a, mall. a rainy day. We did not finish this episode, though. No, no. It is. It's crazy. We do have to do a part two of the Lonely Hearts Club. This is uncalled for. I've never heard of this happening, but I guess it's going to happen. Uh, if you want to find everything we do, where would you go? Yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything that we make, that we shake, that we bake, that we rake. You can get large piles of leaves at yourpopfilter.com. But if you want to buy your, your large piles of leaves from Amazon, because they have everything, why don't you make your new Amazon bookmark yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. That's the link that you should click, and it helps us out, and we appreciate it. Another way you can support us is by going to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Pick a tier, shed a tier is what we always say. Uh, and then you'll get all kinds of extra stuff depending on what tier you pick. If you want to hear extra episodes, the best tier is $5 a month. It's a Starbucks macchiato. Not $100? I mean, do you want to fucking make a movie about their life? Because I don't. Just do $5 a month. Please don't make us... I mean, if you really want to get revenge on us, give us $100 a month and make us make a movie. Uh, but that's how you can easily support us. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and let us know you do not disagree, you do disagree with how we feel about Caleb, you should tweet us at your pop filter or Instagram us at your pop filter. I would love, though, uh, some message that says, like, I do not disagree with any of your opinions. Thank you, supportive fans. Uh, if you like us but you want a little bit of dilution... On this, I uh, listen to the Superhero Hour Hour, where Taylor will come in and teach us about TV shows based on comic books, or movie of the year. Well, Greg will come in and teach us about how to choose the greatest movie of each year. Everything is on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, iTunes Podcast, Apple iTunes, and whatever your podcatcher is. If Twitter and Instagram are too short for you and you got some shit to say, Email us at contact at yourpopfilter.com or give us a little ring ding ding at 1562-DRDJPOP. That's 1562-DRDJPOP. Ryan, one of his hands is a... Poop. And his other hand is a... Pee-pee. And he's a robot associate. I guess I could have said that before. DJ Doctor, and he's great. He'll give your voice to this show, and we will play it on air. That's this week. Next week, like Ryan said, we are talking about Rebecca and Sandy and Kirsten. And one of the biggest deals in 2004 TV history 
Marissa and Alex's kiss. Until then, stay gay, dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs Latro. California! YourPopFilter.com is our website that hosts and has everything that we have. <laughs> and then also, if you want to find what everybody else does, <laughs> go 